0: He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us and in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of conservative daily podcast. We are your hosts. I am Joe Altman
2: and I'm Ash Epp.
0: So, uh, man, I got a lot to go over and I think that it's Friday. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to talk. We, we made it. This is a heck it. of a week. Whoo! It's been a crazy week. We ha- so I've got some updates and things that I want to that I want to uh, push out today. But um, you know, somebody came to the uh, showing last night
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, said, "Hey, Joe. Um, I don't know if you remember me, but." Um, I'm I'm not going to use her name, but she goes, you know, I'm, I'm the significant other of David, who he used to be the, um, he was the governor of, excuse me, he wasn't the governor. He was the mayor of Parker. Right. And so I lived in Parker for many years. And, uh, I, I was, she goes, David passed away on January 31st. And I've been fr- friends with David, but I mean, obviously with everything that's going on, I was shocked after serving as the mayor of Parker for 10 years. I mean, serving the people of Parker for 10 years that no one has said anything about him. So this is kind of a shout out to, to David Cassiano. Um, for those of you that live in Colorado that know him, he was, a, he was an amazing man. He was an amazing man. And uh, he passed away on January 31st and i'm sad to say that that i didn't even know until last night so hats off to you david i know that you're with jesus now so we had the showing of two thousand mules how was it it was amazing it was amazing and a lot of people showed up and it um I, i don't know how to explain how you know first of all i got a chance to be very authentic with people there And, you know, as I walk through and talk to the people there about, okay, how do we work the problem? Someone that I've known a long time who is infatuated with the, the, the rhinos, you know, the establishment says, Hey, listen, you, you have to find a way. I mean, just tried to hijack it. He he literally tried to hijack the conversation, um, and said, you, you have to set aside petty differences. I like, go, oh, my differences with, with the Republican party are not petty. They're not petty. We're not being petty. You know, stolen elections have consequences. And the consequences are so grave. They're so grave that they recomm- they recognize that they're grave for the poorest among us because they just dish- downgraded Walmart because they, sor- they, they served the underserved, they served the, the poorest communities among us, typically right i right. mean yes everyone goes somebody goes well i've never been to walmart but uh, that's not true i've, I've been, been there a couple of times I'm, i've
2: been to walmart lots of times i not don't res- shop at walmart not recently i don't shop there since they uh you know redistributed wealth from small business owners to Wal- walmart and amazon but i uh, i wasn't i wasn't too good for walmart right
0: Yeah. So no, and it's not a matter of being too good. I I didn't like the way they treated their employees. I didn't like the fact that they stepped in the political arena the way that they did, that they violated. And, and I mean, it's just a lot of things. I mean, I just can't, I can't support Walmart. Sorry. And and it's a personal preference. Mm -hmm. And I have friends that work for Walmart and I wish that they would do things differently, but they don't. But, um, so, so he tells me I should have these, that I should have more compassion for the rhinos and that, that the person that's running the Colorado Republican Party is a grassroots person, has been her whole life. Wrong. Wrong. It's not right.
2: Don't gaslight me.
0: And then when I said that Christy Burton Brown um, lied to get elected and told everyone that she didn't work with FEC United, she was the president of FEC United for two months, right? I worked with her day in and day out on building out things. Watched her, I would say, obstruct the things we were doing at FEC. (laughs) And so it, it, I finally had to say, actually, I didn't even have to say, the rest of the audience was like, we've had enough of you, Yeah. right? You want to be a spokesperson for the radical uh, rhinos that we have in our own party, the people that betrayed the people, go ahead, but don't bring it here. Um, But as I was leaving, I got a phone call and that guy said, Joe, you are over the target. And I go, what are you talking about? This last night? Yeah, last night. I go. What are you talking about? He goes. All these things that you've brought up. When you talked about, th- there's, everyone's trying to figure out how you how you figured it out. Like, how did you figure out how they how they manipulated the machines? How did you figure it out so quickly? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know the, the diagram. No, no. I, mean, I did say I was clairvoyant, but they, they asked the question, like, you didn't have access to the machines, you didn't have access to the stuff and answer. He started asking me a bunch of questions. Did you, did you not really talk to Matt until January 6th? And I was like, I did not talk to Matt DiPerno until January 6th. He goes, then how did you know? How'd you know? And I and Domain I went, expertise? Well, I mean, and, and I told him, I was like, listen, it's not hard to figure it out. Right. You just have to look at the picture.
2: You have to be courageous enough to, to be willing to look and, and be okay with the answer, even if it's not the answer you want.
0: But I think that it, it was telling because he understands, and I'm not going to say who he is, right? And But he understands and said, look, I, I don't, everyone's trying to figure out. I mean, even probably the, the intelligence community is trying to figure out, does he have access to information that we don't know? And and mm-hmm. And the scary part is, is that even when they sent powder to my house, the FBI never came to talk to me. You realize that? Never came and talked to me. Never never even said hi. No, Not even boo. Not even told me what it was. <laughs> I was never even told what it was. Really? No. Never. Never. So
2: they got the powder. They just didn't close the loop. They didn't close got the, no the loop. No closure.
0: <laughs> no. No.
2: Well, they're busy. I mean, the FBI, they've got a lot of stuff going on, right? Well,
0: And, and that leads me down to what? how do we work the problem? And I keep telling everyone to get in the gap. And last night we we were able to launch out and show everyone all of the products related to the People's Chamber of Commerce and how you you know basically has a, a Yelpish thing where you can leave reviews and it's only for Patriots and Patriots communities. And we've had people literally all over the country that have gotten involved in this. And we had this great literally we were sitting there and somebody sent a pinged an email. Uh, somebody from Alaska said, "I'm ready. I want to be a part of the People's Chamber of Commerce. I'm telling people about it." And then we talked about the stuff we have going on and Commissioned. And then we watched the movie and you could see people's faces change. And then I said, listen, and, and I've said this before on the show, when you're on the beaches of Normandy, like on the beaches of Normandy, like we won that battle. We just kept coming, right? We just kept coming, kept coming. I go, who is the name? Do you know the name of the man, the last man that shot the last shot that caused us to win the mountain? Who is that man? Who, do you know who the man is? Mm-mm. Yeah, because you don't know. No. Because the, the hero in the story is the resilience of every man. And so you don't know your part. Y- you, you, you literally do not know where God has put you in this realm. And even though man may, ne- may never speak your name, God knows. We know. We know we won. We, we won the Battle of Normandy. We won the, the beaches of Normandy as a result of that one man. The tipping point, the last piece on it before the scales disintegrated in our favor. I mean, think about it. Everybody there was like, holy crap. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there had to be a last shot, right? There had to be a last, a final. When everyone ran and surrendered, what what was the last shot? Who was the last person shot? Who was the last person that courageously ran up that hill that caused the tipping point to go in our favor? And so that's what we're talking about today. It's always darkest before darkest before the dawn. We we they've they've already told us what they're going to do.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: And so, so as, as
2: you said, uh, elections have consequences. As Steve Bannon says, elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. We're going to get into some of those consequences, but let's check in first with what the so-called ruler of the United States, Biden, has to say.
0: Remember the long lines People line up with all kinds of vehicles,
1: just to get a box, box of food, and then they're drunk. How could we forget? People were hurting. And what, what is it that crowd want to do? Forget, forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea that, that two people would have to wait in line an hour, hour and a half to get a, a box of food.
0: Okay. Okay, so so just so so we're all clear about what you just heard the MAGA crowd that forgot about them. Yeah. Disproportionately speaking, not talking about dollars that are sent to nonprofits that are funneled back to and given to candidates, which is that's how it happens, Mm -hmm. and government workers that are giving money to certain things. That's how it happens. Entitlements. I, you give 2,500 dollars, I'll make sure you get 5,000 through the back door. Besides all of that, conservatives to Democrats give disproportionately nearly 10 to one. To well, help people. And
2: not only that, but he was talking about, you know, the, the time during the lockdowns and, and during uh, COVID when there were food lines and food shortages and whatnot. Now, when the, when COVID first started and there were the worst food shortages that we saw with COVID, right, and right. toilet paper shortages and whatnot, I actually wasn't here in Colorado. We were It was spring break time and we were visiting my parents. So they closed the beaches in Florida on March 21st of 2020 and um, we were driving back. And so at the time that everybody panic shopped, right, and bought up all the things, we, uh, we, we didn't because we were on the road. And so when we got back, you know, I went to King Supers when we got back, and I can tell you that uh, people are, are very excited about cauliflower pizza, except when it's an emergency, because the only – Food that was left in the grocery store at the time that we got back and went to sh- to shop um, was uh, was cauliflower pizza and the other <laughs> the other healthy stuff that they keep trying to kale kale stuff and things that they're trying to make us eat like gerbils. But how exactly was that the MAGA crowd?
0: No, it's a MAGA crowd. Oh yeah, you, you didn't know that.
2: He's always like a like the the old belligerent uncle, right? Like it, when he starts yelling, yeah. it's always like, oh, what's he gonna? but the, what's, what's
0: but they lie say? about everything. Yeah. They li- they lie about everything. They they want to assign blame. And 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 here's the dangerous part if we don't address it. it. Is a dangerous part if we don't talk about it. There's a there's a real danger. There's a real sense of disassociation with where the where the problem exists and people are suffering. They they do have wounds. Yeah. And and they are su- they they are literally going without food right now. And he said it's You know, in America, we can't even get baby food.
2: Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. I think one of the, you know, one of the biggest things um, during that, during those original shutdowns was the MAGA crowd was um, set up food exchanges, set up supply exchanges. When we got back again, there was no supplies. um, So we actually had to use a lot of that and used uh, social media next door predominantly in our area to exchange because we, you know, we had stocks of some things and other things we didn't. And so we did exchanges. That's how we supported people during, that's how the MAGA crowd supported people during the lockdowns. What did the left do? They shut everybody down and told you that you were not doing your part and killing grandma if you wanted to work, if you wanted to, um, to live your life during the time that they were telling us that this was the most dangerous virus in the history of man and we were all going to die.
0: Well, and, and that leads me down the path of the, the people that don't have a, they don't have a voice, they don't, they're, they're nameless. Yeah. You're only left to have an imagination because they're not showing you true poverty. They're not showing you what's really happening and who's adversely affected. They're saying the quiet part out loud and not talking about those people. Mm. I mean, they're, they're not talking about children. They're not talking about the inner cities. And, yeah. by, and by the way, this is where the poorest among us live.
2: Right, in, in mostly Democrat-controlled areas. And, you know, I, I've never been more convinced that their agenda is about global population reduction. But if you are stuck somewhere and need a medical care flight, yeah. you don't have to die.
0: Yeah, so today's podcast is brought to you by Air Care Network. If you live in a rural area it's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or maybe you just travel a lot, God forbid something happened to you. I would pray it would not. Uh, we want to make sure that our family is protected in medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported health insurance doesn't always cover the cost of an american emergency medical flight um, or there's high deductibles and you know there's there's also a plan by the way where you can get flown back from if you're out of state uh, to your home state um, so that you don't create an adverse burden on your family Um, but with air medicare network you're you're completely covered you don't have to pay any deductibles for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported so simply go to com slash daily and use promo code daily and receive up to a $50 um, visa gift card when you sign up today. They, they also have a, a Amazon gift card. Please don't do that. We don't do business with Amazon over here.
2: Right. So uh, you we, Biden's very concerned about food shortages, and you mentioned baby food. Yeah. So uh, as, as most people know, there is a baby formula shortage and we're gonna look at that for, for just a couple of, couple of minutes. Can you pull up, Mr. Producer, the, the first recall notice that we have? So this, uh, this is from February and February 17th, uh, Abbott Nutrition announced this and then later that month, obviously as you can see on the screen, they were shut down. So they had uh, four kids. You can actually, could you pull up the next one? A little bit easier to read. So if you look down, um, if you look down, sorry, get my. Head on straight. So, if you look here, you can see the shortage comes after Abbott Nutrition, the nation's largest baby formula manufacturer, closed its plant in Sturgis, Michigan, amid a recall due to contamination concerns. Four infants who consumed product from the plant were hospitalized with bacterial infections. Two of the infants died. So, in February, you can take this down, in February, there uh, was a recall of baby formula. They eventually shut down the plant, the FDA, the, the regime, shut down the baby formula plant earlier this year. So now that they're, and, and this plant is Similac, it's Alimentum, it's major baby uh, formula pr- production that happens here in the U.S., and they shut it down because four babies got sick and two died, and I think that's horrible. I don't think that, that they should, uh, you know, have, have, I don't think babies should die from bacterial infection associated with formula, but, If we're talking about pulling products off of the shelves because of adverse reactions to children or to other people, and two deaths of children is enough to say, no, we need to shut them down. That's two deaths is too many. What are we doing with the COVID vaccines?
0: Well, I think that that's the that's the problem. But that that it's it's an unequal. It it doesn't make sense. Again, it flies in the face of sensibility. Like, well, wait a minute, if that's the case, then what about over here? Why are we doing vaccines? Why are we doing forced vaccines? Why are we doing those things? But but if we start looking at the underpinnings of all of this, um, they still haven't gotten to the bottom of why? Like, why did the babies die? Right.
2: A bacterial infection. No reason for what caused it, though. You're right.
0: Again, we're, we're not giving real answers. We just know that they had formula and these babies died. But you had two babies right. that died. Is it really two or is it 20 or is it 500 or 50? We don't know because they don't tell us the truth. Right. We, the same thing we go with the VAERS system. The VAERS system is a system designed to report on symptoms and or you know, becoming a victim of a vaccine. And yet the information now we're told is not reliable. But that's where the information where you as a person can go in there and put that information in and say, look, this is what the, the adverse effect was. I'm I've been vaccine injured or it results in death of of a loved one. Um,
2: so back to baby formula. Um, could you pull that article up again? This, the same one that we just had up because I just want to focus on the headline. U.S. to boost baby formula imports to ease nationwide shortage after Abbott nutrition recall. So they shut down the plant and now they're going to import baby formula yeah um now i did see some some early reporting that says they may allow this plant to reopen they may allow them to continue production but it it goes back to the question of what what exactly are we doing right so they shut this plant down now there's a nationwide shortage of formula now they're going to import it which i mean where where are we importing it from how, what are the quality checks? What are the safety checks? How are the FDA making sure that these products that are coming from other places? Pull up the, the next one, please, A2, Mr. Producer. You want to go ahead?
0: Yeah, so the, uh, for the recall itself, the scarcity of formula was triggered by part by the closure of a Michigan manufacturing plant. After two infants who consumed its products caught bacterial infections and died, the Food and Drug Administration will announce specific actions to boost formula imports in the coming days. The U.S. produces 98% of the infant formula it consumes. Chile, Ireland, Mexico, and the Netherlands are potential sources for additional imports. According to officials, Abbott Nutrition, the nation's largest baby formula manufacturer, issued a recall in February for several powdered formulas. The move came after four infants who consumed products from his Sturgis, Michigan plant, were hospitalized with infections from bacterial uh, chronobacter uh, Sakazaki. Yeah, I don't know how to Two say Two of that the here. infants died.
2: Um, right, so lest you think that Biden is sitting on his laurels and not addressing the severity of the baby formula shortage, Mr. Producer, can you please pull up A3?
0: This is pretty interesting. Um, when we when we talk about this, the Biden regime shipping pallets of baby formula to border facilities for illegal aliens as American babies go hungry, and and this is a picture. If you can go just go down a little bit, here's a picture, by the way, of the border facilities which are fully stocked with baby formula for illegals coming across the border. So this again gets to the fact that Americans themselves. Americans themselves are always the last to the dance. They're always the last ones. Well, let's put the mask on everyone else before we take care of ourselves. And it's not the leadership that's doing this. It's not the leadership. They, they, they get to eat bonbons and have ice cream and do all the things that they do. It's you. Like, you are the slave that has to provide for everybody else.
2: And, and I don't want any babies to go hungry, whether they're immigrant babies, uh, illegal alien babies, or American babies. But this is more America last policy. Americans last and honestly it, it feels like punishment and and that's you know that that's probably you know viewed by a lot of people as being conspiratorial but it we have we have this Roe versus Wade we're going to talk a little bit about Roe versus Wade in, in a bit but you know now if you, for those for those that have decided to choose life and have their babies your babies are going to starve.
0: Well, so there, there is an answer out there. And, and maybe, I don't know if you heard about this, but there has been baby formula recipes that have been going around since the 1940s, 1950s. And so those are making a resurgence where people are saying, hey, look, I need to become more self-sufficient. So I think there's a lot of ways we become self, self-sufficient. One, we have to stop paying into a system that takes 52 cents on every dollar and hands it away to foreign interests. Right? They just gave $40 billion, $40 billion to Ukraine. They want $20 billion to go to their nonprofit NGOs so that they can subvert the election in 2022. So th- these are real things, by the way. This isn't hyperbole. It's not rhetoric. I'm not creating any sort of propaganda. This is real facts. Um, but there, you know, people have to learn that the, the government has gotten so big and so bloated that all it's doing. The reason why it's printing cash is because it can. The reason why they're printing 70% of the world's population, excuse me, world's uh, uh, money supply in U.S. dollars was printed in the last 24 months. 70%. I mean, we're we're in an uncontrollable spiral towards death when it comes to the impact of what that has on dollars versus what it has on the consumer market. I mean, inflation has to go up when 70% is reprinted, just made out of thin air. We have more money, here you go, let's throw it out there in the market, but we there 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 is an answer we, we can just start becoming more sufficient we can start making sure that we have our own water supply that we we do water catchments so we have our own guns we have our own ammo uh, we sit together we create environments where we we um build and i call it the remnant uh, you know group or, or you know we, we just spend shoulder to shoulder we start getting to know our neighbors we build a, a fraternity we can start doing that and on the baby formula side there is a, a group, and we're going to try and find it in the next couple of minutes, that is now putting out recipes for mm-hmm. baby that. formula that can be made from stuff that you have in your house, milk, things like that.
2: Right. Um, the other thing, you know, there was event 201 where they simulated a pandemic with a coronavirus, and then we got a pandemic with a coronavirus. There was... That was in 19, right? Was the push, you're right uh, there was the push... For uh, for an ongoing push for all of us to eat fake meat, right? The the bio uh, engineered lab created meat. So they're trying to get rid of cows because you know cows, I guess methane, right? Methane. Um, so now we have a baby formula shortage. And uh, Mr. Producer, could you put that up, please? So bio milk. Human milk for babies. Lab-engineered breast milk. They are making fake breast milk. And guess who is invested in this company? Bill Gates. You are correct, sir. Bill Gates.
0: What's my prize? Nailed I want to know what my prize is.
2: That's what. see this guy? Cheering, you see
0: this guy? Number moment. one bullshit guy.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist. But it's they, they keep doing things and then... Things happen, and then they have the solution. They have the problem, they have the solution. They create the problem, they sell the solution.
0: All right, so I just I just saw a comment that I have to say. It, Denver Night says, eat bugs and shut up.
2: Yeah, eat the <laughs> bugs. Eat the bugs. Eat the bugs, plebe. Um, all right, so we talked uh, about sending pallets of baby formula to the border. I want to talk a little bit more about the border. Um, pull up A4, please. Mr. Producer.
0: Usually, a-, a four comes after a three, Mister Producer. Just
2: so U.S. Far. overdose deaths. I'm sorry, Master. <laughs> We're I'm
0: sorry. I'm, I'm glad you got that right. Look, I've been <laughs> we've been training you I'm, for three weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <sighs> All right. U.S. overdose deaths hit a record of 107,000 deaths last year, and about half of these overdose deaths are due to opioids. Well, Thedal, let's talk about this. Particular.
0: It's the drug overdose is one every five minutes that's what it comes down to
2: it's pretty horrifying and um, when you look at the data since um, 2018 you can see that 339 849 americans have died from overdose and 70 percent of those involved opioids can you pull up uh, a5 please this is from the cdc talking about these deaths and we can just just scroll through it. So I, um, it's, and and I know Mr. Producer, you have cuts of the year over year deaths if you want to run through those while we're talking about this as well. So, you know, we had in Colorado, I was irritated because they were pushing this fentanyl bill as opposed to the the Republican party was pushing their fentanyl bill, criminalizing fentanyl um, possession and intent to sell. And it absolutely should we, – we need to do something about it, right? It's these, illegal these now. These numbers though. are horrifying. Right, it is illegal It's illegal. illegal. But, but they weren't, you know, not, not looking at the, the real solutions that are going to solve this problem. It's more of the war on drugs. Let's criminalize people. Let's criminalize addicts. Let's go after low-level drug dealers and hope they're going to flip. They're not going to flip. They'll get murdered if they flip. Um, but that's, that's the approach that our government takes to drug problems, is to criminalize um, and to demonize addicts and to go after that. The real problem that we have here with, with fentanyl in particular is the southern border. It's the U.S. southern border. The majority of fentanyl that's on our streets comes from China, and it's coming in through the southern border, and the regime will not do a thing about it.
0: Well, I mean, this plays a big part into again. I always like to look at the big picture. Like, what what is the big picture? Like, how do, how do we look at this and and say, okay, the, the big picture is pretty simple. On one side, we have fentanyl coming in through the border, but what's the why? Like, why why are they doing it? Everything has to have a reason.
2: The Great Reset.
0: Well, well and I mean, we we call it the my gr- we, for everything. We, now. We, yeah, <laughs> we, we call it the Great Reset. But I mean, let's as we work the problem we got to figure out what it is and by the way this is inverse this is adversely affecting kids at a disproportionate rate there are kids that are taking you know under the age of 25 i think that it was like 45 or 55 percent something between 45 55 percent of those deaths in the last year were children kids Mm -hmm. young people
2: well it's a pandemic of despair Right, you can't look at the overdose deaths. You can't look at the drug numbers. You can't look at this without looking at the mental health crisis that we have in this country. And during the lockdowns, during the time of COVID, since uh, 20, you know, 2020, early 2020, when they changed the world on us. These, the number of suicide deaths, but the number of mental health issues and people in crisis has skyrocketed. And there are no solutions being brought out for that for, from, from our government overlords. Rather, they want to focus on criminalizing addiction and going after addicts for possession of fentanyl, as opposed to going down to the border, finding the cartel members that are doing this, actually, in general, doing anything about the cartels, right? The American government doing anything about the cartels nothing
0: well and in order to do something about the cartels you have to stop being a part of it and we we go back to i don't i don't know if you you remember this but um you have the guns that were taken the fast and furious that were taken from here to mexico and then those guns were used to kill americans they were they were not just used to kill americans they were used to kill american u.s border agent brian right i mean he he died at the hands of the guns that were used um I mean, it
2: It was Ronald Reagan who said that the most terrifying words in the human language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And it's true because they're they're They create the problems and then they sell the solutions. It's like we saw in that Ben Shapiro tweet that I pulled up uh, that you said Ben didn't write that uh, that that tweet was, you know, everybody talks about the government has too much power. The government has too much uh, authority. But they never talk about taking the power and authority away. They talk about, I should wield that power and authority as well. No. No. The government is not the solution. That's why America was founded. It's how America was founded. We are the solution. We can govern ourselves. And, uh, you know, the people down in Texas are, are trying to solve the border solution on their own because the federal government won't do it. They're actively, the federal government, the Biden regime is actively opposed to closing the border, Mr. Producer, can you pull up a six, please? So, China and Mexican drug cartels help murder three hundred thirty-nine thousand eight hundred forty-nine Americans, and most politicians do not care. You can scroll through this while I talk about it. So, what you can what you can see here is the same deaths, right? This is the deaths based on the CDC. This came out today. This article from Pundit, but but Gateway Pundit is correctly, I think, putting the. Um, putting the onus for this crisis and for these deaths onto the cartels. And it should also, by extension, then be put onto the American government officials who are doing nothing about the cartels and doing nothing about the poorest border.
0: Well, I mean, we, we, keep, we talk about all these problems, and we, we named this um, segment that it's always darkest one more problem
2: and then we'll get to the dawn
0: all right so i just i want everybody (laughs) to know that we're we're talking about the problems we're getting through all these problems and there's tons of them right but the only way to work the problem is to understand that these are symptoms and then the problem the problem is is that we had our elections stolen yeah and we keep coming back to that people are like joe you beat a dead horse like you keep saying the elections are stolen and people go well there's nothing we can do about it there's there's absolutely nothing we can do about it there's nothing we can do you can't fix this and i would tell you again i go back to the thing on the beaches of normandy i'm going to continue to talk this this out with you not because you need therapy and you're laying on the couch and i'm going to charge you by the hour not because of that at all but because i want you to understand that it's not hopeless it's not hopeless but it gets to be hopeless if you can't act in faith if you if you're not the one that gets in the gap and starts doing the hard work
2: right so we're going to we're going to go to one more one more dark story <laughs> and I promise it's not hopeless. Uh, A7, please, Mr. Producer.
0: Dear colleagues, uh, you might not
1: be aware, but the abolition of democracy by the global elites continues. On March 3rd, the EU Commission was authorized by the Council to renegotiate the treaty with the World Health Organization on behalf of the Member States. Under the guise of improving global pandemic response, the plan is to allow the WHO to seize executive governance powers of the Member States in a case of a pandemic. Granting governance powers to non-elected body is the exact opposite of democratic recourse and takes away any possibility for for the people to hold officials accountable. This amounts to right, no this less than disenfranchising. The
2: next uh, A8, please.
1: Congressman Bachman, walk through what the government thinks
2: of the American people and their input into what's going on in a massive shift of our sovereignty
1: to basically essentially a front uh, for the Chinese Communist Party. Well, as your audience knows, we are a constitutional republic where the people choose the leaders that they want to lead them and they choose the issues that they want to be governed under. That's not true under the Biden administration. What we know about this issue is this. The Biden administration offered amendments to change the international health rules at the World Health Assembly. What these amendments do, bottom line, is shift american sovereignty over health care issues away from america and over to the world health organization specifically to the director general who is now a man named tedros that's where health care decisions right, you can go her fauci now. fauci and walensky so we're, we're gonna back.
2: we're gonna talk a little bit about tedros here who is tedros please pull up a9 this is an article that uh that mr tedros wrote, entitled, A New World, the COVID-19 pandemic is changing the fabric of our societies. The question is whether countries can pull together in their research on vaccines, diagnostics, therapeutics, or whether misguided nationalism will prevail. Can you pull up the next one, please? Since the beginning, excuse me, of the pandemic, much attention has been given, rightly, to accelerating the development of vaccines, diagnostics, therapeutics, And therapeutics, advances in biology, science, and technology have propelled this work. No disease in history has benefited from such rapid research. But the greatest test we face now is not scientific or technical. It is a test of character. Can countries come together in solidarity to share the fruits of research? Or will misguided nationalism reinforce the inequalities and injustices that have blighted our world for too long? Misguided nationalism. Your so, American sovereignty is misguided.
0: So, so, so. Listen, who who actually gains? You, you ever seen like the evil, like mm, I'm going to rule the world, right? I mean, it, you, you saw it in yeah. His
2: name is Bill Gates.
0: These people believe that they are gods. Oh yeah. They've said it. They've said as much. We're gods.
2: Yeah.
0: But they're not gods. There's there's only one god. There's only one god.
2: Well, and that is the problem with globalism in general and, and big government in general is that it, it assumes that you can perfect human nature. It assumes that there are leaders out there, that there's a group of humans out there that will be benevolent in ruling the people and now we're saying we want this benevolent rulership at a global level, right? So we're fighting here in, in America to have county-level control, right? To have the most local-level control over our elections and, and over our lives. Um, we're fighting to keep it between county and city and, and state. That's where, that's where our focus is. This isn't even a state versus federal government. This is global governance. And you know, talking about who are these benevolent people that are going to rule us? This is talking about giving this power to Tedros. Can you please play A eleven? This is Tedros.
0: And for those of you on the audio version, this is a guy that is wearing shorts, short, and a halter top at a party. He's sick. He's sick. I mean, he, these are sick people. These are yeah. these are these are just wacky. I don't even know what to call them. What do you call them? Um, a freakazoid. A freakazoid. That's a good way to put it. Freakazoid. Freakazoid.
2: Yeah. So. Um, so. That,
0: that they put in a suit.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, all the right. Suited,
1: the rare suited freakazoid in nature. So we've
2: oh. we've gone. You know. Into the darkness here, and we've looked at a lot of these problems that come from the consequences of a stolen election. We heard Biden at the beginning, and you might think, um, you know, I really really wish I could just say a few things to Biden.
0: You can say a few things. Could you
1: please play A12? I knew it was going to be bad, but I had no idea that it was going to be this bad. I should have known, I should have known, I should have known that when you pulled out of Afghanistan the way you did, leaving Americans to die, that you were foreshadowing just how bad you were going to be. But congratulations, I mean, congratulations, you have surpassed my expectations. We've got a real border crisis happening right now at our Southern border. People are dying of fentanyl all over the place, which is coming up through our Southern border. And what are you doing? You're just keeping our border open. And you got to think, out of the millions and millions crossing that border, maybe one or two of the people crossing that border might have some bad intentions for Americans. Gas prices just keep going up, up, up. And what are you doing? You're canceling oil and gas lease sales in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. Why? It doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Inflation just keeps going up. Mortgage rates. I mean, good luck to any first time home buyer, empty grocery shelves. People can't find baby formula right now, baby formula. It's just the, the, the worst. And you're giving money out just like, just, just making it rain everywhere. But here. And I want to think, wow, this guy's a real idiot. I mean, he's just, he's just stupid, but I know it's intentional. It's intentional. You know it's intentional. I know it's intentional. Just the worst. You're the worst. Well, that's what I would say. I mean, that's what I would say to Joe Biden if, you know, I had a chance to talk to him. So, what would you guys say? I didn't ask you what you would say to Biden I said where have you been hiding you know because we haven't seen each other in a while <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> so that's conservative mama she's over on rumble and twitter at conservative mama she's great um, but when you go and look for conservative mama on the internet make sure that you are not being tracked
0: yeah so that brings us to the next sponsor IPVanish if you're tired of feeling someone's always watching you on the internet like me I'm watching you Hey, step away from that keyboard a little bit. Uh, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you or you're concerned about your privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode doesn't always work. Uh, IPVanish helps you save, safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers or ISP or advertisers. You can use it on tablets, computers, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming. When you use ipvanish all of your data is encrypted your private details passwords communications browser history and more is completely shielded from falling to the wrong hands even your physical location will be hidden it makes you virtually invisible um, you can use it on unlimited unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed and you can you can one of the cool parts about it is you can set where you're actually coming from so you can say uh, i want to show up as coming from afghanistan i mean probably don't do that but you could um, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, search for, it and buy. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily. The slash daily is important. And use promo code daily.
2: So it's dark and it seems really dark. It seems like we, uh, we there's no hope, but there's hope.
0: Well, and, and I have to tell you that I wake up every day with a smile on my face. People mm-hmm. are like, how do you do that? Yeah. Like people are, they, they don't, first of all, I went to Alaska and decompressed. I brought myself back down to a level where, you know, I can now work the problem. And in, in working the problem, I can see clearly in front of me that there's a path. There's a path out of this. I mean, we we are on the beaches of Normandy, and some people are running back, and some people are sitting in there and hunkering down and saying, "Oh, just if I can just just breathe one more minute, mm. if I can just have one more minute, one more paycheck, one more, one more, one more, one more. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose. Fear of loss is the number one thing that creates apathy in America. Mm. Fear of loss. You're afraid of losing something. Well, I got something for you. When when you're in your when you're at your deathbed. And you're you're getting ready to take this one thing with you when you die, your soul. What else can you take with you? And and by the way, if it goes to an environment where they give up the sovereignty of the United States to a foreign body, what do you think is going to happen at that point? Do you think you'll be able to keep anything that you have? I mean, they're already talking about inequality. They want to make everyone equal, equally. Inequity.
2: Suck. Right. And it's, it's equity. Equity is a Marxist terminology. Uh, started coming in when I was in corporate America about seven, eight years ago. They stopped saying equality and started saying equity. And now we see that that's the norm, the mainstream. Um, but equity is inherently unfair. It's saying that, you know, you've had different opportunities than your neighbor has had. And so you need to give a little of yours to your neighbor. It's communism. It's leveling the playing field. And, and like you said, equal Equal pain and misery. They're driving for equal pain and misery, except for people like Tedros or Bill Gates or the globalist overlords who want to rule the new world order. That's what we're looking at. But there is some good news coming out. And, you know, one of the big things that that we're seeing that's good is that people are waking up and the Biden regime continues to be exposed for their lies. Can you pull up B1, please, Mr. Producer? So... Crack pipes given to addicts in a safe drug sites. Uh, sorry, crack pipes given to addicts in safe drug sites. Up for Biden money's report, and then, and then they
0: said no. I mean that was fake news. Yeah, that never happened. We're not giving them. We're not mm. giving them
2: crack pipes. That's what they said. Is that we're not giving them crack pipes. That's everyone
0: happening. gets crack pipes. Crack pipes for everyone.
2: Right, and uh, so they've they've denied. You pull up the next one, please. This is from this this article. Uh, the crack pipes are being given out to addicts at some so-called safe drug sites, drug use sites in major cities along the East Coast, organizations that could qualify for funding them from the Biden organizations that could qualify for funding them from the Biden administrations, according to a new report. Okay, we so let me let editing. me let me
0: ask you a question. Ready? What do drugs do? Go and take that down if you would. What do drugs do to people? Are they good for them? I mean has anybody ever said, you know what's really good for you? I think you need to go get a container of vitamin crack. It's vitamin crack. Matter of fact, I want you to smoke this crack all day long. It's going to make your skin complexion so much better. Your teeth are going to get so much whiter. It's going to be absolutely amazing for you. So everyone, run out and buy vitamin crack. No! Right. A kid, your child is running around. Run around, Right. And decides to get a fork and put it into the light socket, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, I need to get you a safe fork. I need to make sure that that (laughs) fork literally just half kills you. You don't walk over and be like, you're so good, Johnny. You are so good, Johnny. My goodness. I am so happy that you learned how to put that fork in the light socket. Mm -hmm. We, we, we punish them when they put their hand on the stove and they burn it. They were like, those are such beautiful blisters. You have Johnny, look at those blisters.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you and I are probably going to disagree on this. I, I'm, very libertarian on drugs because i don't think that the government should be in the, i know you're not the government should be in that position and honestly i think a lot of it is competition the government is absolutely in bed with pharma okay right hundred percent in bed with pharma and you look at what they you know going back i think it was about 10 years when they started advertising drugs on television Right. You remember, you see the Cialis with the people in the bathtubs and all the, you know, all the all the different meds. They didn't used to be allowed to do that. They didn't used to be allowed to advertise drugs, medications on television. Right. I haven't seen any studies. And if this exists, as somebody, a listener out there knows that this exists, let me know. I haven't seen any studies that correlate the increase in advertising for those prescription drugs with their usage and how they've been prescribed. Okay. Right. So, why is it that adult Americans? So here's the thing: if you're out doing crack, right? You're out.
0: It, you're not, 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 not 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 gonna you, happen. Not All you. Right, so it's global not, uh, yeah. you. So
2: somebody's out doing crack and they crash their car or they uh, rob, you know, a store or whatever. They're committing crimes and right. those crimes should be punished, right? If somebody's using crack in their living room at home, I don't care. I don't care.
0: Okay. So can I be the bear, can I be, can I be the arbiter of reality here for you? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. So, so listen, I, I, I've never felt as if somebody else's actions, I mean, th- that's between them and God that's between, but at the same time, a society that lives without boundaries, without mores, without an ethical and, 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 and moral limit is, is a society in chaos. And even though you can do something, doesn't mean that we should promote it, nor should we allow it to be readily available in the market. Now,
2: uh, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we don't criminalize them. We don't go into their living room and arrest them because they're using crack.
0: But the problem is the people that are actually benefiting from those people using crack is typically the government. It's typically the cartels. It's typically really evil people that are then Are you saying do that
2: the government doesn't have an incentive to uh, win the war on drugs?
0: No, they do not have an incentive to win the war on drugs. But, but so the, let's
2: give them more power. Let's no, no, have the no, government no, no. do no, more. No, I,
0: I don't want them to have more power. Look, look I worked on the the school to prison pipeline bill in the in Colorado because one of the things that they did is the kids were 18 years old caught with an ounce of marijuana and they were giving giving 10 years or right. 2 ounces. So whatever the limit was that they got them over the point where even though they may use for for private consumption, it was seen as they were distributing it, even if they weren't. And these kids were getting 10 years, I mean, right out of high school. And sometimes they were 16 going right into the prison. And it disproportionately affected minorities. And so I looked at, are there other ways that we can get through this process without criminalizing kids and, and giving them a separate path? Now, keep in mind, guys, I, I need you to understand something. I am 100% a Christian conservative. But I was a product of my environment. I sold drugs when I was 16. I did that. I regret it. I told my kids that if they did drugs, that, that I, would, I, I would be very angry. I'm not going to tell you what I said to them, but I, was, I would be very angry if they did drugs. I told them to make better choices. Now, you know, I can't make the decision for them, but at the same time, I think that if we set a standard, I mean, the reason why people do drugs is because they want to escape something or they want to feel better about themselves, mm. which means we've done a poor job in our society of giving them opportunity. Or,
2: and that's it. That's yeah. that's it for me. Is that it's not the the we have and and you know Christian conservatives. We are the church. The church is the body of Christ. If you're a Christian, then then the church is the body of Christ. What did Jesus do when he was here? He was with the sinners. He would have been in the he would have been in the crack house recruiting followers based on who Jesus was when he was here. Um, we have lost our our own role the role that the, the, the church, the body of Christ, is supposed to play in communities, and instead we say, government, you do it. You, you fix the problems. There are people that are in despair right now, and they're turning to drugs for, for answers and for numbing that despair. And we say, well, that's a government problem. The government can fix that. And that, to me, is the problem. I don't want to hear Christian conservatives talking about government pic- fixing the problems of drug addiction. I want to see the church back in the community and supporting people and helping people when they're in despair. I don't think it's a government problem to fix.
0: Well, and we talked about that last night as we were working the problem. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I talked about specifically was it, are are we at that place? Are we are we currently at a place where we, we can't see the forest through the trees, where we can't come up with a solution as a society. And last night someone said, well, what can we do about it? We can start getting involved with the things that happen in our community. We can start being an effectual voice. We can start being ambassadors of truth and speaking that truth. We can start praying. <laughs> so Pastor Mike last night said uh, we need to pray for, for Joe Biden that he can have prosperity. I didn't agree with him at all. I mean, a prosperity leads us down a path where it gets to take from the rest of America. I just don't think I can do it.
2: Yeah, I pray for Joe Biden that God's will will be done.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a better way to do it.
2: Um, but it, it's like uh, it's like the abortion argument, the the drug argument. To me, if you're out there angry and you want the government to make abortion illegal and you want it to be, you know, criminalized for whether it's just the doctors or the mothers or whatever you want, but you're not volunteering at a crisis pregnancy center you haven't donated diapers donated formula donated the things you haven't helped women that are in crisis you just are sitting in your comfort in your you know american comfortable life and handing out judgment from on high but you're not in the gap you're not in the community you're not doing your part i don't care what you think about roe versus wade i don't care what you think about the abortion issue if you're not actively willing to do your part and that doesn't mean typing something behind a screen
0: I'm really good at typing.
2: Yeah, well. All right, so, um, so Saki had said that there are no crack pipes. <laughs> B3, please, Mr. Producer.
0: <laughs> Ash wants to stab me with this. <laughs> no, no, I think, it's
2: good. I think it's great to have differing points of view. Uh, White House says safe smoking kits don't have crack pipes in them. So the Washington Free Beacon went out to see for themselves. And, yes, safe smoking kits include free crack pipes.
0: So why why did they lie? We have to ask ourselves the question. Why did they lie?
2: They lie about everything.
0: Here we go. They lie about everything. So once we know that they lie about everything, we we keep trying to play the the rules by their game. I mean, they're setting the rules for us. We're back in the Revolutionary War. We're trying to fight for our freedom. They're trying to take our freedom from us, trying to redistribute our wealth that we worked our tails off 50, 60, 70 hours a week for. Right. We, we, we wanted to provide for our family, give them opportunity, teach them the basics, teach them about about God, about Jesus. We wanted to do all of those things. And then they want to walk in and say, you're not allowed to have any of that. And, and by the way, you got to play by our rules. Now, we, we have to start establishing our own rules. We have to start establishing. And that starts with getting everyone collectively together, having a conversation. Yeah.
2: So exposure, the, uh, the Biden admit, you know, this was a, a small story to start, a small story to start out, but the, the Biden regime continues to be exposed, uh, you know, this time with crack pipes. Another good piece of news, uh, Mr. Producer, could you put a B5, please? Senator Rand Paul single-handedly holds up the 40 billion U.S. aid for Ukraine. So on Twitter last night, Rand Paul was being positioned as an absolute hero. You can pull up the next one, please, Mr. Producer.
0: Top Democrat and Republican in the US Senate joined forces in a rare moment of unity on Thursday. a rare moment of unity? The Uniparty. So rare moment of unity on Thursday in an attempt to pass a $40 billion in aid for Ukraine, only to be stymied by a single Republican lawmaker, the Kentucky Libertarian rand paul faced with the prospect of extended delay for the package that passed the house Representatives on tuesday the senate majority leader chuck schumer and his republican counterpart mitch mcconnell sought to move forward on the aid package only to be blocked by paul a fiscal hawk who objects to the amount of spending proposed the stalemate delayed passage of the measure into next week the senate has scheduled initial procedure vote on the bill for late monday afternoon i i want to tell you as we as we talk about this guys this is important this is one guy that stood up and delayed it, but this had a lot to do with the fact that we punished them on the fax blast. We fought, we punished them. We literally filled up their entire email. We filled up all of their systems and we literally attacked them, attacked them, which is why it's really important. You guys understand that becoming a member where you can look, it's real easy. There's, there's several different Uh, conservative daily memberships obviously you're supporting real news you're supporting us getting out there and talking to you about what's really going on uh, giving you a better uh, more fresh perspective but at ten dollars a month you get access to faxing your senators at at forty dollars a month you can fax all of congress all of congress for free seventy dollars a month it gets even better you can do it every single day if you wanted to the entire congress so i i I need you to understand that these tools that we used to communicate with them we are hammering them we are hammering them every day you can wake up in the morning and see it go All right I'm going to send it and every single day you hammer them they hear your voice they see your name and by the way inside of it you can actually make adjustments to the letter that goes to Congress. we, we do the letter customize saying it. yeah you can customize the entire template and then when you push send it sends it, it sends you a receipt it sends them a receipt and then they have to read it. So it's important that we continue to hammer down and find ways to put chinks in the armor. But there's more to it than that. We, 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 once we stand together, once they see the power of us standing together, I want to say this. The radical left has no roots. It, it's a tree with no roots. They pay it has their no
2: protesters. F-
0: they, they have no foundation. Your foundation's on God. Your foundation's on the principles of this country, the ethos of this nation. Where is the foundation of the radical left? Where where is it? It's like the Portland guys that were trying to grow grow, grow um, uh, vegetables off cardboard with a little bit of, of dirt on it.
2: Yeah,
0: that's the equivalent.
2: That was a Chaz.
0: And 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 listen. Oh, remember
1: Chaz. Chaz.
0: Oh yeah, Chaz. <laughs> listen to me. This is important. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you, if you really want to affect change, you have to stop thinking about the fact that it's not growing fast enough. It's not going fast enough. In order to grow roots, we had to plant the seed. And that seed's only two years old. It's only two years old. I mean, since the pandemic, I would venture to say that 80% of this country was asleep. That is awake now. They were asleep. I was asleep. I was asleep and I ran conservative. I... I Conservative Daily was something that I built as a tool to give people the ability to talk to Congress. I had nothing to do with it though for 11 years. Yeah. I built it because I wanted to give people a a piece of technology they could use. But but I didn't I wasn't involved in it. On a daily basis I was not involved in it.
2: Well, the facts blasts are really important because, you know, it seems uh, oftentimes we're faced with a problem, uh, SB 22-153, where they're going to take over elections, uh, Roe versus Wade, whatever, right? And you think, oh, well, like, you know, you hear, well, call your congressman, write your senator, do what you can to do. And it's like, oh, really, is that going to do anything I have to do? Yeah, it does. It does. When they when they hear, especially when they hear in volume, in mass, from their constituents, it absolutely uh, changes changes things. It changes their perspective. And we saw Rand Paul stand up and block $40 billion to Ukraine. There's other good news. Mr. Producer, can you put up B7, please?
0: The other B7. I mean, you missed hmm. it. Key <laughs> vote key vote to protect access to abortion fails in the Senate.
2: And the next one, please.
0: Oof, this is great. Yep. Key vote in the Women's Health Protection Act, the Democrat-led bill aimed at preserving access to abortion nationwide, failed in the Senate on Wednesday. Now, I want to say that preserving access to abortion nationwide, this is abhorrent because that's not what that.
2: It's more lies. (sighs) The vote comes. Language. They use language in very colorful ways.
0: And so we chose CNN for this for a reason, because you're going to see that it's all spun. It's all Mm -hmm. spin. So the vote comes as the U.S. Supreme Court may be poised to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling as indicated by a leaked draft opinion. The final tally was 49 to 51 with moderate Democrat Senator Joe Manchin Manchin of West Virginia joining with Republicans to vote against the measure and stopping it from advancing. The bill's failure to advance was expected amid GOP resistance, but the outcome of the vote nonetheless underscores how Democrats are severely limited in what they can achieve with a narrow Senate majority.
2: Democrats are severely limited in what they can achieve with their triple majority of government.
0: Well, they—I mean—and the, and the reality <laughs> of it, it is, is that Mansion is, is a is a moderate. He is what I call—he's consistent
2: blood. on on abortion as well. He has always been yeah. pro life. Um, so so I heard uh, yesterday that the. the opinion on this the official opinion on this from the supreme court may come down as early as monday so they are expected to release some opinions uh next week the supreme court so we can watch for that and of course we've seen you know all last weekend we had protesters outside of the supreme court justice's house trying to intimidate the Justices trying to get them to change their mind from their draft uh, opinions, and so it'll be interesting to see what um, what comes out and if that had any effect. But you know, we started off, so uh, you know, we started off this show talking about all the horrible things. Hopefully, we're giving you a little bit of hope that the tide is is kind of turning. But we spent all week this week talking about 2,000 mules, a um, lot of different angles on it. We talked about where it's at, and I think this is kind of the best. Uh, the best good news, um, as we look at the, the overall goal of waking people up and getting people to stand with us in the gap, Mr. Producer, could you please pull up B9?
0: Having crossed $10 million in revenue, 2,000 Mules is now the most successful political documentary in a decade. I should know it's the most profitable and most talked about documentary since my own 2016, Obama's America, released 10 years ago in 2012. This is from Dinesh D'Souza. This is a tweet that he put oh, that out. Yesterday. Um, you guys also need to know that, uh, and I said this before, Elon Musk has put a push-the-pause button on Twitter uh, based on the fact that he wants to make sure that the number of bots and... Uh, fake accounts are under the 5% threshold that the American people have been told by Twitter. And
2: this is potentially criminal, right? Because you're talking about the due diligence and the valuation that was done on this deal being done on, I believe they said it was bots and fake accounts account for less than 5%. And that was what the valuation, part of what the valuation for the deal was based on. And uh, based on what Elon Musk is doing and saying, it seems that might not be true.
0: Well, and I think that it's his way of saying, hey, Which is speed, another speed up word the, for fraud. Speed that's up the process. Fraud. I mean, he really just wants to speed up the process. I mean, if I had to tell you what he wants, that's what I would want. So Musk says $44 billion Twitter deal on hold over fake account data, and he's just trying to make sure that it's right.
2: Maybe he's speeding up the process. Maybe somebody else pr- uh, uh, suggested that maybe he's looking for a discount, right? So when he put the deal on hold, Twitter stocks do- uh, tanked 15%. Um, so maybe he's looking to get a discount on this. But I do think that there is something to be said for the fact that the, the, you know, the there was a lot of work done on this deal before it was publicly announced, right? right? That's just how it works. It goes on for months and months. A lot of that work is the due diligence part of the deal phase where they are doing detailed valuation of the company. If they base the valuation on 5% fake accounts and it is something like 30 or more, that's, it's fraud. What, what they did is fraud. Right, and so it's this is potentially a story to watch, I think. But, you know, it it it, it feels to me like you said before, you wake up every day with a smile on your face, and people are like, "What's going on?" So do I. I mean, I wake up generally pretty pretty pumped and happy to tackle the day. I've always just attributed it to the joy of the Lord, right? Uh, You know, praise you in this storm, even when bad things happen. I am I am you know generally pretty optimistic and hopeful, but it does feel like. We are winning, right? We're not gonna, you're not gonna hear that on CNN. You're not gonna hear it on MSNBC. You're not gonna see um, you know, the leftists that you argue with on a regular basis say all of a sudden, you know, oh, you're winning and come to your side, but we are. We are winning. They're being exposed and more people are getting, um, getting involved than ever and I think that is pretty darn hopeful.
0: And and guys, listen. Tonight we're going to go over some stuff. We might even open up the the sound. Are you are you on tonight? Are
2: I'm you, not, but Holly is going Holly to come on tonight. on tonight. She wants to talk to you about uh, USCIP.
0: Yeah, and uh, USCIP is the is the nationwide organization that is working on uh, rooting out and getting to the bottom of the election fraud on the mechanics standpoint and from the. And building elections with
2: integrity going forward. So yeah. USCIP has both the the view of twenty twenty election and identifying deconstructing the fraud and, and identifying what happened. There's been a lot of great work done there. And then also looking looking forward to the um, to us being able to trust our elections. That's that's a big part. You cannot, you know, we have we have a a pandemic of public trust. Right, We have a lack of public trust in America where all of our institutions are corrupted and um, we're being gaslit and told that everything is fine. We're at USCIP focused on, uh, on, it's civics, not politics, focused on making sure we have elections with integrity.
0: And so li- listen, it's, it's, uh, we're going to have a great show tonight. We'll have Holly on, probably have someone else on as well. I know we have a couple people. We have
2: uh, <coughs> General Rob Bishop uh, with the United States Air Force and possibly one of the attorneys as
1: well.
0: Oh, awesome. So we're going to have some great stuff mm-hmm. on tonight. Be good. I will I will definitely see you tonight. But we're going to close this out in prayer. And um, I, I want to especially pray for for you, the listener. I, w- I want you to feel moved to get involved and to do something and to become an ambassador of truth. A couple things you can do. You can actually start a chapter or charter in your state uh, with FEC United. Um, I don't control it. You have absolute ability to bring people into it. I would tell you that it's very difficult to get people to head the same direction. So people are like, I don't wanna do it that way, right? You'll get attacked pretty well, it's it's just gonna happen. Um, so it does take a lot of courage and a whole lot of stamina in order to stand up an organization and bring people together. We're now in, I think nine states or 10 states fully, 15 states if you count other things. So there's lots of opportunity there. and. The other thing is, is that forget FEC United if you don't want to be a part of it. Start your own organization, bring people together, have things at your house. Um, Get togethers with 2,000 mules so people can see it. And then force people to work the problem, not to talk about the problem, but to work the problem. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. Thank you for the opportunity we have to live in such a great nation. Thank you for the, the hearts of the men and women um, in, our, in our great nation who think of you first, Father. Thank you for the sacrifice that the men and women have, have made to protect the, the thing most sacred to us, which is the freedom, the freedom that we, God-given freedom we get from you. Father, Father please bless us as we go about our day that we may do so and honoring you, that we may think of how you would want us to conduct ourselves through life. Father, please guard our hearts, guard our minds, help us that we may ignore all the negativity or the evil that is around us, and may just push forward towards our goal of restoration. Father, for those that are suffering, that are listening, or those that are suffering in our society, please put your put your hand of comfort on them that your will will be done. Please heal the sick, Father, and make it miraculous in such a way that, frankly, it, it's it's un, it's unavoidable to understand the magnitude of your presence in our community. Father, I ask you to 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 be on the hearts of the pastors around the nation to give them courage to stand in courage, and to help them recognize that they are a part of the solution, and if they could only speak up. Speak courageously to the people that are in their congregation. Talk about truth and hold people accountable and what what accountability looks like in our society. Father, please be with our leaders on both sides of the aisle that they may turn their hearts towards you. They may do your will and they may respect the will of the people. They may give back our ability to self-govern and to create opportunity for the future, for future generations, so that our children will enjoy the blessings that you've pushed upon this, this great nation for the last 250 years. Father, I just ask that you give us the, the strength to stand as one, to be the remnant, to be the ones that literally can see through and, and defeat all of the hate and evil that has consumed our society. I say these. I say all of these things. Grateful for the things that you've given me, and you've given the people around me, and the things that you've blessed our our society with. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you.
0: All right. Guess what we're get to do now? Work. We get to go to work. Yeah. So, <laughs> If if you like if you like the podcast we do go live twice a day 10 a.m. Mountain Time and uh, 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time um, we are live on um, Rumble D Live CloudHub conservative-daily.com and Frank's Speech. We go live at Frank's Speech um, every day as well. It looks like they had some technical difficulties but weren't live on Frank's Speech today.
2: On Lindell TV 2. Lindell TV 2, sorry. And if you want to support the show, want to support the movement, and want to get some great products, head over to My Pillow and use code CD21.
0: Absolutely. Always support Mike Lindell. CD21, go buy some more pillows. Buy me a pillow. And I need slippers. some slippers. Get the, slipper. hey, the I slippers. The slippers are awesome. Send me some slippers. The throw
2: blankets make great gifts You know well. what
0: would be great is if I had hundred thousand people buy me a set of slippers. I wouldn't even know what to do with them. I would
2: well, we could give them to people that don't have slippers. Yeah, we could. put,
0: we could, put the pups in them. Yeah. Uh, also, th- there's a there's a new push. I'm going to be. I've just been asked to go to Chicago. I'm going all over the country, uh, for showings of 2,000 mules. If you have a showing in your area and you want me to show up and speak to you guys, I'm willing to. So is Ash actually. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we've got a, some great things. We've got 17 events over the next 30 days in four states. Uh, for FEC United to show 2,000 mules and to work the problem and get people involved, so you got that. If you, by the way, if you don't want to listen to us on the live version, you can listen to us on the audio version as well. We've got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there, and give us a five star review, and share it with someone that needs to hear it. Um, if you need a reminder when we go live, whoops, you can text the eight text Freedom to eight nine five one seven. Uh, Mr. Producer is pretty excited. That he's got all the videos up on Brideon. So if you want to go to Brideon, <laughs> watch the video. It's like the first thing he puts up. Like, we're on Brightyon. We're on Brideon. We want to support the Patriot uh, group over there. They're, they're, they're good men and women that are running that site. Um,
2: Basically, you have no excuse for not watching the show because it's everywhere.
0: We're, we're everywhere. And by the way, we don't re-syndicate. So it was said to me once, I, I met with someone yesterday, um, and they said uh, yesterday morning, and they go, well, hey, listen, we, we we're having trouble controlling how many people are seeing you across the across the internet because you let people freely syndicate it and i was like really they're like yeah you're on this fm station they, they rebroadcast you live and i go can you tell me who it is and so they did and i called the guy he goes well we could take it down and i go why would you take it down no I'll keep it up he goes really and i was like i don't care yeah we yeah. want it we want to syndicate we want to be able to bless people with truth and we want to be able to do everything we can to stand next to you so that's it. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Telegram at t.me slash conservative daily, t.me slash Joe and t.me slash Ash in America. That's A-S-H-E. On Truth Social, you can reach us at Ash in America. So at Ash, A-S-H-E in America, at conservative daily and at Joe Oltman on Truth Social. Please subscribe to our newsletter and get the daily facts blast. Go become a partner for, for conservative daily. And we, we want to make sure that we're supported and we're doing your will. And so we just ask that you support us in that. So that's it. God bless you all. I I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing weekend. For those that you have to work through the weekend, man, I'm with you. I got to work through the weekend too. Maybe we'll work together. I'll put up some stuff and we'll chit-chat. All right, God bless you all. See you tonight.